Hey, welcome to the Saints Church Podcast. My name is Dave, and I just want to invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy this word we have from Pastor Jeremy Wolfram titled, Set a Rhythm. Hey, great to be with you today. Uh, I want you to open your Bibles, turn in them to Jeremiah chapter 12 and Hebrews chapter 12. I want to read some scriptures that I've been kind of praying about and been on my heart, and I have a word today that I really feel is going to help us as believers. It's going to help us as those who follow Jesus uh, really become who we're called to be, but sometimes we're trying to do that all out of order, in the wrong pace, at the right time, but uh, I think there is a pattern and a model and a way for us to continue on with Jesus. And uh, in Jeremiah chapter 12, verse 5, it says this, If you have run with the footmen and they have wearied you, then how can you contend with horses? And then in the land of peace in which you trusted, they wearied you, then how will you do in the flood plain of the Jordan? Hebrews chapter 12 says this, this is therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance. Some translations say let us run with perseverance, the race that God has set before us. And we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame, Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. And think of all the hostility that he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. This is kind of a really interesting saying. Think of all the hostility Jesus endured. And then when you're tired and you're weary and and you're facing difficult situations, it's like, hey, you know, Jesus understands you're not at that place yet. Uh, And in, in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, the NIV says this, let us run with perseverance, the race marked out before us. Uh, Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you today that your word's powerful, alive, it's living, it's active, and through the sound of my voice and into the ears and hearts of your people, you want to speak. So I just pray that we would make room for you and what you want to do. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. If you want to title the message, it's called Set a Rhythm. I think often and interestingly enough in our lives, we don't set a pace, we don't set a rhythm to how we're going to take our next steps, do the next thing, do the right thing, and it becomes very, very critical and very important. And when I think about uh, Jeremiah chapter 12, uh, uh, and uh, I find this interesting paradox, because in Isaiah chapter 40, there's another scripture about being weary, about being tired. And, and if you've been around church for a while, you know this scripture, Isaiah 40, verse 30 and 31 says, uh, even youth shall faint and grow weary, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. And it's an interesting thing. If I were Jeremiah in this day, uh, Jeremiah gets this kind of uh, rebuke, this correction about his weariness. And Isaiah gets it, seemingly this encouragement. It's like, oh, you know what? Just wait on God. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Uh, I, I'm going to renew your strength. And there was a path and a pattern in the idea that Isaiah gets about waiting on the Lord, waiting in his presence. That's where you find new strength. That's where there's renewed strength. But in Jeremiah, it's like, well, if you've run with footmen and you're tired, what are you going to do when it gets really bad? What are you going to do when you have to run faster, when things get more difficult? And it says this. It says, when you... Uh, 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 have been wearied in the land that you've trusted in the place of peace. They're saying in the place where you felt secure and peaceful and around people you love 
You let their words, their attacks, their criticisms get to you. If you've been weary in that place, what are you going to do when the floods break open and, and life is difficult? And this experience that Isaiah and Jeremiah have, both of them are in a place of things aren't going great. You know, God's calling them, encouraging them. But, you know, Jeremiah gets this correction that comes because maybe he lost something. Maybe he lost his focus. Maybe he lost his rhythm. Because the idea here is that when Jeremiah was in the work that he was called to do, he started listening to voices of the people, the criticisms, the, uh, the, the attacks, all of those things more than he started hearing the voice of God and what God was saying and speaking and doing, and it wearied him. And, and God was saying, look, you're letting these things get to your heart, and you need to find a new way to deal with this. And, and this is what happens sometimes. Sometimes things happen in life. We get all out of sorts, all out of whack, and we don't have good rhythms or pace, and we're running every which way trying to figure out how we're going to fix things, and we just are exhausted and struck down. And I'm here to tell you today, it's not a good time for me to be like, hey, it's a day for correction. Uh, and, and, but I think sometimes God comes to us and he says, hey, I want to help you here. I want to help show you some things by my word that say you can walk the way that I have called you to walk. I mean, because we all let things get under our skin. We let things throw us. We get these things. We use the word trigger a lot lately. We let things trigger us and Sometimes we get so disrupted and, and moved by these things because we haven't set a proper rhythm or a pace. You see, improper rhythms don't work out for us very well, and we need to learn to set a pace. I mean, uh, oftentimes uh, when I'm doing a house renovation or, or different things, there's stuff where my wife will say, you should ask someone to help you with that. And I'm like, no. I'm going to rip out this entire kitchen. I'm going to move everything by myself because I just want it done now. And a couple summers ago, I actually did that on a long weekend on my days off, and I ended up in the ER because, uh, you know, I blew some muscles in my stomach. And it's like, you know, if I would have probably just listened to my wife, that's a good lesson uh, at times, uh, paced myself and had a healthier rhythm and, and better way to work. I always wondered when I look at my dad throughout life and I'm like, sometimes it seems like you move so slow, but yet he's not hurt, bleeding, um, smashing his hand, all those things that I kind of do when I work on a car, different things, because he goes at a different pace and he knows what he's doing because, you know, when you get out of rhythm and out of sorts, you can end up hurting yourself. And, you know, in our lives, when life happens, when things get all out of whack, renewed strength and strength for the journey of head, it actually comes out of a rhythm. I actually believe that it comes out of a pace and a set position so we know how to respond at the right time in the right way, not react to all the things that are going on around us. You see, when we set a rhythm and a pace, we know the right time to move. We know the right time to not be distracted. We know the right time to slow down or keep the pace. Why? Because otherwise we go frantic and we run ourselves ragged and tired and exhausted 
and we have a hard time running the race like Hebrews says that we're called to run. And whether you know it or not, in your life, in your family, in your job, in the call of God on your life, your discipleship journey, there is a race that you are running, but this is not a sprint, this is a marathon. We gotta get to the finish line, it's ongoing. And there are gonna be things that you need to learn, rhythms and paces and seasons, so God can help you through the ups and downs and the twists and turns and things that happen in our lives. Think of it this way, when you think of a runner getting ready, even for a sprint or a long race, um, before they get ready, they need a routine. Uh, Statistically speaking, you do research on this, um, runners who have a pre-run routine actually settle themselves and pace themselves better. And that's why when you watch the Olympics or you watch different races, runners are doing these weird like stretch things. They do these the jump up and downs. Sometimes they even just shout random phrases because what they're trying to do is trying to get out any of that extra burst of energy, that unsettledness, that agitation, and it brings them to a pace and a place of readiness when they get ready to go. And so one of the things they do is they get set in the starting blocks before the race. Now, something interesting to know about the starting blocks is the starting blocks can be an Achilles heel to some runners or their best friend. And uh, they all often say that when you're training a young runner, a young athlete, don't start them in the starting blocks. Get them another routine, another rhythm to calm themselves down because when runners go into the starting blocks, here's what happens. If they go in too soon... There's all of this uh, buildup and energy, and so they get kind of wound up and stuff, and there's opportunity for a false start if they, if they get into the blocks too soon. If you go into the blocks too late, they're not, uh, they're not ready because they don't have enough time to settle in and get ready for that ready, set, go moment. Uh, and, and one of the things, too, it's like you, you, you get into two really dangerous uh, situations when there's no pace, there's no rhythm, there's no routine. Uh, and, and the first thing is this. The lack of rhythm can cause false starts. And in some of our lives, this is what it's like. A lack of routine, rhythm, pace, knowing what God wants, knowing what we're called to do, all of those things can bring us into false starts, jumping on things we don't need to. That's that frantic, that panic, and that's what happens in the starting blocks. A lack of rhythm in a runner can bring them into a false start. But the other thing it does is a lack of rhythm can cause what they call paralysis by analysis. You get in too soon, you start overthinking everything, you start looking at all the stuff ahead, you start analyzing everything, and when the time goes and the gun fires and it's time to move, you're actually paralyzed and freeze because you got too much in your head and yourself. Uh, I'll just be honest with you, this is more my problem. This paralysis by analysis, learning that when God says it's time and there's things, there's times to pull back from things. But in my life, there's also times where I got to tell myself, Jeremy, just quit worrying about all this stuff. Quit overthinking some of these things and trust what God has put in you. Trust what God is saying, because when God says it's time, you'll know it's time. But sometimes you get all up in your own head, your own life, your family situation. And, And then when it comes time to actually move, you're so worried about doing the wrong thing, you do nothing. And this is why rhythms and pace 
are important. And I want to I want you to know a few things about rhythms. Number one is this. Uh, rhythms set repetitions. That's why rhythms are important. Whether positive or negative actions and responses in our lives, they all come out of our rhythms or our lack of rhythm. You have a rhythm and you have a pace, whether you know it or not. If you think you don't have one, it means you have a lack of one, which is also setting a different pattern and pace and rhythm. And a while back, I, I read this scripture in... Uh, First Chronicles 14, where David, you know, he's won many battles, he's won many great victories, and he uh, goes and he defeats the Philistines, and it's this incredible thing, but there's this phrase in First Chronicles 14 where it says, David asked God again. His rhythm and his pattern and his pace was that he was going to ask God when to move, how to move, how to respond, how to react, and it was his rhythm. Rhythm set repetitions. Repetitions come out of the pace, the plan, the purpose we set into our days, into our lives, and the way we want to manage, the way we want to move forward, the way we want to handle things in our lives. And it's important for us to know rhythms set repetitions, but I want you to know this as well. Repetitions become a reputation. It's very important. This is why understanding that God has called us to live, walk, move a certain way, to follow him one step at a time. Why? Because uh, rhythms set repetitions, but your repetitions actually become your reputations. If you're known for being an agitated, frustrated, angry person, sometimes that comes out of repetitions and repetitive behaviors in your life. People who are known for being encouraging, kind, uh, a blessing to others, that reputation comes out of repetitions of actions and things that happen in our lives. And, And we have to start asking ourselves this question, what are we setting ourselves up to be known for? Because we will be most known for the repeated actions and responses and character traits that we produce in our lives. And God wants to help us with this. It's all throughout the Gospels. It's the character of Christ. It's the things that he puts into us. And as we practice those things and we build the repetitions in our lives, our reputations begin to change. You get most known for the repetitions that you have in your life. So if rhythms set repetitions and repetitions become a reputation, I want you to understand this as well. Right rhythms are actually going to be the only thing that help you resist wrong motions or wrong movements. I think it's important to note that when it comes to our lives, we're called to live with integrity, with godliness, with holiness. We're being uh, sanctified. We're being made more like Jesus as we let him work in our lives. Uh, but right rhythms are going to be the things that help us set, uh, resist wrong motions, help us resist temptations. See, good decisions don't come in the face of the temptation. Good decisions don't come in the moment. Uh, Right actions don't just happen because, oh, we're such amazing people. I would love to believe that. But the reality is, is that right rhythms and constant patterns of doing the right thing because it's the right thing, understanding what the right thing is and, and growing in integrity and character, those are the things that bring us a good reputation, but they also help us make the right decisions at the right time because the right rhythms help us resist wrong motions. Perfect example of this is you take, for instance, David and Joseph. 
Joseph was a slave uh, in Potiphar's house, and, and he was there, and he's serving. And, you know, Joseph didn't resist Potiphar's wife saying day after day, just come to bed with me, sleep with me. Joseph, you know, like, she's harassing him. Well, his repetition was, no, I'm not going to dishonor God. I'm not going to dishonor uh, the, the people that I have to hold my integrity to. And his repetition was his reputation, and those rhythms and those good characters and those decisions helped him keep his integrity. Now let's look at David. David, you don't always first off think of David and Bathsheba. I'll tell you why. Because more often than not in Scripture, we hear of David as a man after God's own heart, a worshiper, someone who went to battle, fought the battles of the Lord, but something happened when David committed adultery with Bathsheba. He broke the rhythm that he was supposed to have in his life and it opened the door for great sin and great temptation. Because when you read the story of David and Bathsheba, it says at the time when kings go out to war, David stayed home. David's rhythm and reputation was to lead the people, to lead the nation, to do the right things, to do the things that he was called to. And when he veered from that and he changed his rhythm, there was temptation. There was opportunity to make wrong decisions, and he did, and he messed up. But he had to get back to the place of repentance and right rhythms and integrity. So we need to understand that rhythms set repetitions, repetitions become our reputations, and right rhythms help us resist wrong motions. So what I really felt important for us today and what I wanted to leave you with is this idea of how do we recalibrate? How do we find or reset ourselves to have right rhythms even when we're tired? Because I'll tell you what, Sometimes the unexpected happens. Sometimes we hit seasons where we don't get to control things. Oftentimes we start learning as we get older. We're not controlling anything anyways. But how do we set good patterns, plans, and, and pathways in our lives to have healthy rhythms, to get our reputation in the right place, maintain integrity, walk in the ways of God? Um, I, I think there are two things that we need to find when we're tired to recalibrate and reset our rhythms. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 to 30 says this in the message translation. It says, are you tired? Are you worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life and I'll show you how to take a real rest. But here's the interesting part. Walk with me and work with me and I will show you how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. See, there's a walk with me, a work with me, and a rhythm of grace that Jesus wants us to find in our lives so we can continue becoming who he's called us to be, but so we can walk with good decisions, with right repetitions, with uh, doing the right thing because it's the right thing. And the two things I think we need to find in Jesus if we feel all out of sorts and like the world is chaotic, uh, the following are this. I, I think the first thing we need to find for some of us today, you really need to find a rhythm of grace, a rhythm of grace. Psalm 37, verse three to five says this, trust in the Lord and do good and you will live safely in the land and prosper. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desires. Commit everything you do to the Lord, trust him and he will help you. 
Sometimes that's all you can do. Sometimes you can't make drastic changes. Sometimes you get so worked up that if I don't do this and I don't do that and I don't do all the things and make it right and fix it immediately and you look at this overwhelming scope of all the things you need to change and do, sometimes in those moments you need to lean into this unforced rhythm of grace and say, God, I am gonna trust you and I'm gonna keep doing good. I'm gonna I'm gonna take delight in who you are. I'm gonna open your word. I'm gonna know that you love me and I'm gonna keep walking and not disqualify myself and I'm gonna commit everything I do to you because as I do that, you're gonna help me. Sometimes that unforced rhythm of grace is simply saying, God, in in my kids, in my family, in my job, I I don't know how to fix everything all at once, but I'm going to trust you. I'm going to delight in you and know that you delight in me, and then I'm going to commit everything I do to you and trust God that you're going to help me. I'm just going to trust that you're going to help me. And, And you need to find those moments of unforced grace, and it's an important thing, but I don't think we can always stop there. Because rhythms and pace is so important. It's one thing to say your whole life, well, I'm just in a rhythm of grace. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do what I do and trust that God's gonna work it out. Well, I, I think there are seasons and times and moments that we need those unforced rhythms of grace because sometimes we put more on ourselves and God's expecting of us and people are expecting of us uh, and we need to learn that rhythm of grace. But sometimes, sometimes we actually need to take on the responsibility and ownership of doing the right things and becoming who God's called us to be because according to his word, he's shown us that there is a a responsibility on us to set the pace, to walk with him. He's laid it all out for us in scripture. And so sometimes I believe we need a rhythm of grace, but sometimes the other thing I think we need to find in Jesus is a pathway to perseverance a pathway to perseverance. Character, continuation, commitment, steadiness, faithfulness, perseverance, all of these things don't just happen in our lives because we wish and we will them to happen. These are the parts where it's working and walking with Jesus. It's getting in the yoke. It's walking beside Jesus, saying, Jesus, show me how to work. Show me how to walk with you. Show me how to be faithful. Show me how to develop perseverance. Show me how to make right decisions, stop holding integrity and character and the things that your word calls me to have. And I think sometimes what we really need to work into our lives is a rhythm and a pathway of perseverance. Look at Psalm chapter one, verse one to four. It says this. Don't waste time arguing over, oh, that's the wrong scripture, sorry. Uh, Psalm one, one to four. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so. All that he does prospers. 
Come on, we want to prosper. We want to grow in life. But prosper doesn't necessarily mean prosperity in the way we think of it in our North American culture. I want to learn how to prosper in the ways of God, the call of God, the integrity of God, the, the work of God in my heart, my life, my, my family. Prospering in God means we are creating pathways towards perseverance and, and walking and working with Jesus all the days of our life. And so sometimes there's a we need a rhythm of grace uh, and you you need to lean into that if that's where you're at today. But there are other times, some of us, we've leaned into that rhythm of grace for so long. We need to say, God, work in me, help me walk with you, work with you, and work this path of perseverance into me. Why? Because it is important how I walk. It's important how I stand. It's important where I sit and whether I get comfortable or not. I need to be like a tree planted by the water. I need to delight in the word of the Lord. I need to get growth and influence in my life of who you say I am, God. And I need those things to start becoming my rhythms, my repetitions, my reputations and the things that keep me from doing the the wrong things and keep me in doing the right things. See, my question is this. We talk about wanting a good rhythm and a pathway of perseverance, but do we actually delight in the word of God? Do we delight when God gives us instruction to build our character, to lead us forward, to say, God, I need to work on this area of my life. I, I think most of us cringe like, oh my gosh, I'm working on this again. Like, God, when are you gonna be done working on me? Well, I'll tell you what, every time you go to Jesus in prayer, you will probably be the one who changes, not Jesus. But do we delight in setting our lives to walk in the rhythm of his ways? Look what he says in Timothy. 1 Timothy 4, 7, 8 says, don't waste time arguing over godless ideas and old wives' tales. And said, train yourself to be godly. Physical training is good, but that but gives a lot of us a nice excuse to say, well, I don't need to go to the gym all the time. Bible still says physical training is good. But training for godliness is much better, promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. You are building your character, your patterns, your pathway, the, the responses that come out of you when you work on training for godliness, getting into the word, delighting in it. 1 Thessalonians 2 verse 1 says, this word continues to work in you who believe. Do we let the word of God work in us so we can become who he's called us to be. The path of perseverance is about doing the right things because they're the right things and walking according to the rhythms of God's ways for our life. And I wanna challenge you today. Set a rhythm. Maybe you're in a place where you're so caught, toiled, hung up, I want to encourage you that there is a rhythm of grace. Come to Jesus. He wants to help you find rest. But after that, you need to say, God, help me find the pathway to perseverance because Jesus, I need to learn to work with you and walk with you according to your word because your plan, your pattern, your ways are gonna help me respond better, live better, become who I'm supposed to be, lead well, be the person I'm supposed to be at my job, in my school, in my family. And as we do these things over and over again, you'll be amazed to look back and see how much you've changed and how much more you've become like Jesus. I just want to leave you with some scriptures as we close. Joshua 1.8 says this, 
It says you should keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you might be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. You want to prosper and be successful according to the ways of God? Get into the word of God. Find out what that means. Find out how to walk, how to work, how to move forward. Proverbs 7, verse 2 and 3 says, Obey me and live. Guard my words as your most precious possession. Write them down and also keep them within your heart. Come on, sometimes we don't make good decisions because we don't have the word of God in our heart. When the word of God is in us and it's in our hearts, when the temptation comes, when that thing arises, the the Holy Spirit is quick to remind us, no, this is the right thing. This is what God says. But we gotta get it in our hearts. Psalm 119 verse 11 says, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Young people, when your greatest deterrence from temptation and sin will be having the word of God in you. It'll be the greatest help when you have to make difficult decisions, when the call to compromise comes, when friends and people are asking you to do things that you're not sure about. Having the word of God deep in your heart and in your life will change the way you respond in those situations. Psalm 119 verse 45 says, I walk about in freedom for I've sought out your precepts. You wanna live free? You wanna know what's okay to do and not okay to do and you don't wanna live under guilt, shame, condemnation? Get the word of God in you and say, God, I know what your word says. I know how I can be free. I know how much you love me. I know how I can make right decisions and man, it sure frees you up to know the difference because freedom isn't the absence of of any rules or, or anyone telling you what to do. Freedom is actually knowing where the boundaries and the limits are and being able to live free and move within them, knowing that you've held your integrity, your character, and you've done the right thing. Psalm 119, verse 105, 106 is this. Your word's a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. There will be seasons in life that it's chaotic, it's out of control, and you will need that rhythm of grace. But when you need to start making steps, open the word. Let God show you the next step. Let him show you how to continue down that way, the path of life, and build that path of perseverance in you. Rhythms are important. Set a rhythm. Why? Because rhythms become repetitions. Repetitions become your reputations. And your rep. And right rhythms will help you not make wrong motions. Hey, we love you, encouraging you. If you need to find that pathway to grace, that rhythm of grace, we're gonna pray with you, pray for you. But for some of us, we need to pick up that call and start walking that pathway towards perseverance because we don't need to be wearied left, right, and center by all the things going on around us. We can walk with integrity, character, and keep moving forward in all that God's called us to. Why? Because we've learned to set a rhythm. We've delighted in the word of God. We're committed to our character, to our integrity, and becoming who God has called us to be. Well, thank you for tuning in to the Saints Church podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our church, you can head to saintschurch.ca and there you'll find information on locations and service times as well as uh, methods and ways that you can give if you feel led. Other than that, we'll see you next time and have a great week.